Hello, and welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time, Chumba Wumba. Wumba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't there sure we if go. you were waiting on me or if I, you were doing a dramatic pause. I, I was kind of experimenting with a yeah. mid-word pause there. <laughs> I think I think it went all right. Yeah. Thank you for playing along with me. Of I course. appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's another week. Here we are. We 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 kind of we kind of needed to take a couple couple days of R and R there in the middle of this, as we as we all know, podcasting is a very difficult job. And yeah. uh, you know, T- Teddy and I had to attend to other business. Like, uh, what did you do? The past two weeks, Teddy, kind of hang out because that's kind of what I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I slept a lot. I played Pokemon. I, I did grocery distribution. You know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, kind the, of. You gotta, you gotta balance out your life by yeah. doing all of those different um yeah. types of things with your time when you're not podcasting. Yeah. But we're back. We're back to do our civic duty. Yeah. <laughs> our 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 court mandated <laughs> civic duty of making this podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was like a punitive like like uh measure that like yeah. courts could take like that's instead fe- of like 60 hours of community service you have to record 60 episodes of a podcast. That's the future that liberals want. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, criminal reform through podcasting. Yeah. Oh my god, bring podcasts to our prisons. Like you you um, you break the law and you have to do like a, a ten episode podcast on the crime you committed, like in serial style. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's that's something, you know, yeah. that would be you know, there's already a lot of podcasts that are bad out there, <laughs> so why not why not make make more? Yeah, that's my pitch for a prison abolition. Uh, yeah. it's still a punishment, not just to you, but to your community by having <laughs> flooding the markets with like unnecessary podcasts. Like I, yeah. I robbed the Seven Eleven because I was drunk and I didn't notice that I put the, the take five candy bar in my pocket. Now I have mm-hmm. to stretch this into 10 episodes. So yeah, starting when I was in first grade, I always knew I would steal from Seven Eleven. My origin story. <laughs> And then, uh, in our next episode, an exclusive interview with uh, the inventor of the Take 5 bar himself, <laughs> William Take 5. Yeah. Stay let's, tuned. To let's, let's start a five Take 5 reels. podcast. <laughs> okay. Let's, I'll, I'll, I'll start a podcast where we talk yeah. about candy. Let's start, a, let's, start a, like, let's do a bit where we start a different podcast each week where we just try and suck up to a brand to try and get them to send us like free shit. <laughs> Like today, yeah, uh, it's the the Domino's yeah. Doms where we talk about Domino's and BDSM. Like, oh, please send us God. pizza. I don't know if Domino's Pizza would be into that, like a BDSM Domino's themed podcast, or maybe they would. They They've brought, got a spunky brand yeah, attitude. They they brought back the Noid after like some guy like held up a a hostage situation based off of him. So that's that's wild. I did not know that. You was didn't why know they about that. The Noid. Well, that's no, not I didn't. that's not why they brought back the Noid, but they originally got rid of the Noid. Because, yeah. hold on, let me look at the specifics. Um, okay. 
I feel like we talked about this on this show. So, all right. So, in uh, on January 30th, 1989, Kenneth Lamar annoyed a mentally ill man who thought the ad campaign was a personal attack on himself, entered a Domino's restaurant in Shambly, Georgia, armed with a 35, three, 357 Magnum and held two employees hostage for over five hours. After telling the employees that Domino's owner Tom Mahanahan had stolen his name, he forced them to call Domino's headquarters and demanded $100,000 in a white limousine as getaway transportation. After offering to exchange one hospi- hostage for a copy of The Widow's Son, Noid uh, reneged on his offer after a police officer brought him the book. Noid eventually became hungry and forced the employees to make him two special pizzas. While oh, Noid ate the God. pizzas with his gun in his lap, the hostages escaped. Noid surrendered to the police shortly after two shots were fired by Kenneth during the incident. After the incident, police chief Reed Miller told reporters he's paranoid. Noid was charged with kidnapping, ag- aggravated assault, extortion, and possession of a firearm during a crime. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Noid spent time in a mental institution but committed suicide in 1995. The Institute has been insinuated to have caused Domino's Pizza to discontinue advertising using the Noid as their mascot. So. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, that is, so, that, is a, that is an incident. That is a crime that I would listen to a podcast yeah, about. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm sure there's a Noid podcast, but now now the Noid is back. They, they brought him back. Yeah. To, uh, there was a, enough time. Yeah, the, the, enough the time has passed, and so now the Noid's whole thing is that he's a um, an eco terrorist, and he's trying to destroy the uh, automated cars that Domino's is bringing about. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing cool, but critical cool. support for the Noid. Yeah. Wow. Uh. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to. I don't know what to say about all that. That's yeah. fucking wild. Yeah. Welcome to Noid Talk with Dan Ooh, and Teddy. Welcome. This is our this is our new new show Noid Noidsville. Yeah. Where we where we talk about the seedy underbelly of Domino's corporate <laughs> headquarter campaign and fucking bullshit. Someone, Jesus Christ. All right, so there was a there was a game made about the Noid called Yo Noid and then someone made a sequel to it called Yo Noid 2 Enter the Noid. <laughs> So oh, I think you should. God. I think you should start streaming. Uh, Enter the Noid as as yeah. your, your next <laughs> bit. Let's see, let's see. Hold on, hold on. Speedrun.com. Enter the Noid. I oh nope. There's no entries for it. Hell yes. Okay, I think I might have to. Uh, think I might have to uh, check out this game <laughs> and maybe uh, maybe see if I can speedrun it. <laughs> All right. Well, while I while I percolate on that, um, as you no doubt have guessed today on Chumbology, the podcast about Chumbawamba. Remember, it's a podcast about a band that we all like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're taking a look at the song Outsider, which is track seven off of Chumbawamba's eighth studio album, Tub Thumper. And uh, yeah, we're in for maybe more noid talk this week because this is a fairly simple not very lyrically complex yeah. song which we'll get into when we get to the uh respective respective uh points in the episode where we discuss those things but for now i'm feeling a little spunky you want to go over to spunk.org and read some liner notes yeah let, let's get a little spunky uh be- before we do spunk it up um, I oh, do yes. just want to point out that uh, Yo Nude Toy Game of the Year Edition does have a speedrun category and has, um, it looks like, over 100 entries. So you are not oh, alone in uh, your, excellent. your quest for the Noid. Um, okay, for Noidy goodness. Yeah. Got it. 
I was just looking for the wrong, uh, the wrong title. Wrong place, wrong time, you know? You're an outsider. Yeah, I was too young to be the Noid. (laughs) I'm too too old to be the Noid (laughs) 2. Yeah, born right in that Noid void, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that Noid void! (laughs) Um, so I I do just want to pat ourselves on the back that we did officially reach page 2, of uh spunk.org's yes. uh chumbawamba mm-hmm. notes um there's absolutely no reason for this to have been divided up into new into no two there pages, is not. but uh i guess when you're like making a website in like 1997 you're like shit we gotta fucking split this up this is too much for people's 8-bit processors to handle so <laughs> yeah honestly like back in the day i can imagine that a page that had all of this text on it would have uh taken a, lo- a little too long to yeah. load I don't so, know. They, they don't have any like gifts of like dancing stop no. signs or something. No, uh, under construction. There's not a, a <laughs> click counter at the bottom of the page. So I don't yeah, know. you know, spunk, spunk library, spunk.org is a really great resource. My one note, not enough gifts. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening out there, uh, Mr. Spunknik, make some changes, you know? Yeah. Page hasn't yeah. been updated since October 18th, 1997. You could change that. You could add in some gifts. <laughs> For now, let's read about the song Outsider, and it's pretty funny that there are some lengthy quotes in here, because uh, any one of these quotes we're about to read, except for maybe one of them, is longer than the lyrics of the song itself. <laughs> so I'm going to get us started here. This is from the band, right at the top. Me, you, she, he, for the community of outsiders, misfits, and plain awkward bastards. Hell yeah. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> being being an outsider i'm not, i don't think i'm a misfit but i but 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 a plain awkward bastard i yeah. I, I i relate I, I so thank you that. yeah thank you chumbawamba um and so our first quote neoconservatism contains a theory of human nature in which it is our biology our instincts to defend our way of life traditions and customs against outsiders not because they are inferior, but because they are outsiders. And that's from, it's just credited as Barker, 1981, Racism, the City, and the State. Up next we have, uh, Presley dressed oddly, was painfully shy, and seemed apart from everyone else. The individualistic, ungainly, out-of-place oddball who inhabits every class in almost every school in America. He had a distant, sullen father. He was a mama's boy, raw, dirt poor, and timid. He learned to play the guitar from a preacher who probably would have fainted had he had a clue how it would be used. No one would ever have voted Elvis most likely to succeed, or even likely to survive. And that's taken from a thousand points of Elvis' website. (laughs) <laughs> i i know that elvis has like an incredibly problematic history of basically yeah. just like being like a pop star who like helped record labels steal music from black people and market it to white people but yeah. there there is something incredibly charming about this like fucking like freak who everyone's just like this is the coolest man alive just like this fat man in a fucking rhinestone suit who like died eating fucking like banana sandwiches on the toilet yeah yeah (laughs) i appreciate that that part of elvis's legacy yeah me too uh next up a quote from derek jarman heterosexuality isn't normal it's just common derek jarman at your own risk 1992 you know what derek I I hear you, bud. <laughs> I like I like I like that quote a lot. I was like, I like that quote when, a lot. when I was looking over this stuff. I like that one. Like I was like, damn, that like yeah. Because I don't know. I don't want to go off on like too much of a, a tangent, but 
it's weird being alive in a time where being gay and like all these things are simultaneously like the hip cool thing to be and also yeah we'll talk about it later on in the show but something that is like being further criminalized by our wonderful governments and yeah it's uh yeah I agree. Heterosexuality isn't normal. It's just common, you know? It's just common. It's just... Yeah. I, I, I thought... I, I think about this a lot when I, like, uh, watch movies or TV shows or, like, stuff that, like, um, sometimes I'll think, oh, that character's gay. And then I'll have this, like, second second guessing of, like, well, is that just me, like, assigning something to this character that doesn't... that is, like, neutral? And then I'm like, this is no weirder than, like, when straight people just assume that neutral characters are straight. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's also weird watching a movie where they're always like, there's one gay person in this. And yeah. It's just like, that's not how anyone's friend group works. No gay person would willingly hang out with like 90 straight people and be like, no. The to- Unless like that was like your kink is like being degraded by like white women. So. Yeah. Well, and who am you know, I? What, what we do in our in yeah. our free time is not our listeners business. Yeah. I'm not here to judge, but <laughs> I, I don't think there's a single case where like one gay man hangs out with like five other like straight dudes. Yeah, yeah. Although I have been the the one queer person at the the five straight dudes hanging out, but not every time. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's more of an incidental thing yeah. than a... <laughs> than a, the entire friend group. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have an aging man living alone in South Armage, whose only son in was in Longkesh prison. Didn't have anyone to dig his garden for potatoes, so he wrote to his son about it and received the reply. For Christ's sake, don't dig up the garden. That's where I buried the guns. At 4 a.m. the next morning, a dozen British soldiers turned up and dug the garden, but didn't find any guns. Confused, the man wrote to his son, telling him what had happened, asking him what to do now. The reply, now you just put the potatoes in. And that's from Anonymous from a Leeds other paper in December 1980. That's really funny. (laughs) I, I remember reading this joke in a bathroom reader that my dad had when I was in like seventh grade and thinking it was funny then. So I'm glad that yeah. Chumbawamba had the same humor as me. That's actually the first time I've ever heard that joke. That's oh, really It's good. a good bit. All right, next up. I was on holiday in Wales in 1960, standing in W.H. Smith in Barmouth. And these couple of real freaks came in, and I first became aware of the fact that there were people who were seriously different. They had, their, they had hair down their backs and wore sandals and jeans and so on. This woman turned to me, I was nine or ten years old, and said, There you are, that's what you could grow up like. And I did. I grew up just like that. It's from David May, Days in the Life, from Voices from the English Underground. Hell yeah. This is, that's a... I think a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, freaky or queer people have, like, these memories that they look back on, right? At least I know I do, and a couple of people that I know do, um, of, like, the first time you became aware of someone who was like that yep. in your childhood. It is funny in this quote that the freaks in question are like just people like with long hair wearing jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that <laughs> but, that was know, freaky in Wales, times. Wales in the yeah. 60s like <laughs> Yeah, different times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I definitely feel that that there's kind of that moment that you're like, "Wait, I don't have to be like a regular yeah. person." Like, "Oh shit, yeah. there, there's another option here." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Up next, on the first anniversary of the dispute in September, another kind of support was vividly demonstrated. Thousands of youthful activists from Reclaim the Future converged on Liverpool. 
environmentalists, and direct action campaigners. At first sight, the disaffected young in woolly hats with dreadlocks, pierced nose, etc., accompanied by drums, fire eaters, and street theaters, seemed a world away from the Dockers. But these veterans of Newberry and other campaigns, having come up against repressive laws such as the Criminal Justice Act, understand well the Dockers' struggle. Their alignment with the unofficial labor movement could influence the direction of grassroots action, especially as more and more young people are alienated from the Gentlemen's Agreement, as James Kelman put it, of mainstream politics. Unimagined a few years ago, their banners alongside the Dockers' traditional union banners carried messages such as new labor, new wage slavery. Before the sun was up on the anniversary morning, they had occupied the gantries in the docks and the roof of the company headquarters, watched with admiration by snowy-haired Dockers and their wives. We saw their banners fluttering over the occupied docks, said Jimmy Davis. We didn't see the TGWU whose officers shouldn't have been there. Should have been there. Now we know who our friends are. We are welcome the young people's support and idealism. And that's an excerpt from They Never Walk Alone from John Pilger. And yeah. I, I like that a nice. lot. It's Yeah. You sometimes see a lot of flack, um, especially regarding, like, quote-unquote, like, the left in America and mm-hmm. how it's all these, like, young idealistic kids who don't actually work with, like, labor unions or, like, the people in like the the middle class and and working class who are like most oppressed by yeah things like this but from my experiences every time i've been to some sort of action at least down in philly it's been a pretty diverse group the people that are volunteering and running it are people of all different ages colors shapes etc and i don't know it's nice to see that that was like the the thing that they kind of like came into back. This is talking about like the the Dockers Union that we discussed further in depth yeah. last week. But to be like, oh shit, like all these fucking like weird punks like were here to be like, yeah, fuck your boss. Like that's a good backup to have. Like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the solidarity between um, between different types of groups, but also like like acknowledging the fear that some workers had of like people romanticizing almost like the life that like the struggle they were having and like realizing like if you're here like it's because we're all struggling together and we're trying to end that struggle not because the the struggle is sexy or romantic or fun yeah like don't do struggle tourism yeah yeah and i i feel like that's something that we have that people are coming to terms with now that like Mm -hmm. everyone always kind of like imagines this like imaginary like quote-unquote like middle-class like working guy who like has a job in like a factory or or some sort of like trade union and that he's like the perfect like idealistic like person that you should be appealing to when trying to like organize or like capture your politics and that's really not it like the the people that need unions are the people who are working like shitty service jobs and like like uh working for apps and all these things that i mean everyone likes to assume that it's like young people trying to scrape together a few extra dollars because that's how like all the advertisements paint it but in my experience it's mostly like older people who got priced out of like the job market who are trying to make ends yeah. meet and and last up youth culture has always been treated with suspicion by police and state but rave and traveling culture provokes outright animosity because it questions the two up two down moral values it's not large-scale gatherings that the criminal justice bill hopes to prevent. It's lifestyle dissent. Speculation as to why the rave scene is being victimized has to include brewery losses. Illegal raves don't bring the government revenue, but pubs do. Pub profits are down 11% from 1989 and still falling. It's being estimated that £1.8 billion a year is now being spent on ease and going out dancing. 
The pro-booze lobby has a lot of financial clout, which always translates into political power. Well, yeah, fuck. Like, obviously, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sometimes you read something in one of these quotes and you're like, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> duh. duh. <laughs> um, ravers all over Britain are finding that the police have decided that parties, illegal or otherwise, will not be allowed to happen. The long arm of the law is overstretching its powers. One free party group, the Exodus Collective near Luton, have had all their gear confiscated by the local, God, this fucking British bullshit, um, constabulary, 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 the, the police, the police have confiscated <laughs> the, the their gear pigs. on the grounds that it might be stolen, quote unquote. That's fucking wild. Yep. <laughs> The group's collective farm has been raided numerous times. On one occasion, 36 people were arrested and the farm was trashed. And that is from Herb Garden. Yeah, that's... Uh, it, it's interesting the parallel that they're drawing in these liner notes between, um... Between, like, the labor struggle and the way that, uh, like, rave and club culture, apparently in the 90s throughout Britain, ha was, like quasi criminalized yeah i mean um, we, because we it was it. all it was, it was all serving the same interests right yeah like the 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 keeping this the wealthy status quo flowing yeah, yeah. and keeping people from organizing in ways that isn't yeah. profitable or monitorable yeah um yeah. i mean we we saw this happen in america too joe biden was one of the people that pushed uh, a lot of acts that criminalized like raise rave activity and made mm -hmm. things like like ecstasy and that like a a harsher sentence than it was before to purposely try and drive out people throwing these like shows and stuff like that. And we still see that shit happen today. I mean, how many DIY spaces do you know that have been shut down? Like even like the ones that oh, aren't like yeah. someone's basement, the ones that were like yeah. something more legitimate, but there's always someone trying to find a reason to shut them down. So yeah. you don't have a, a group of young radical people like uh, collectivizing gathering in a space and yeah. doing something outside the you know the quote makes mention of the long arm of the law i was yeah. gonna say the long arm of capital like yeah. you know like i don't know yeah. Ugh. Yep. Yeah. Huh. yeah um, it it's uh it, it, it this helps i'm glad that we have these liner notes because it helps me appreciate like a little bit more like the context of the song beyond just like oh i'm a freak and it's okay to be a freak yeah. like it goes it goes a little bit deeper than that yeah. and like yeah it's, it's i mean it's it doesn't yeah. it doesn't like it's one of those things where like it's great that trumble woman included all these things and meant all these things but it doesn't really give the lyrics that much depth i don't think that's fair like i mean there's still <laughs> nothing where you're like wow this quote suddenly makes so much more sense to me because as we'll talk about in a minute sure. there's really not a whole lot very very <laughs> surface level song which isn't bad but it's yeah yeah um just before we dive into the lyrics uh, i do just want to shout out um unlike last week where we forgot to read it until the very end of the show we did get an email <laughs> from our anonymous uh chumbawamba friend uh father uh figure um benefactor um about as we mentioned there, there's not too many things in the lyrics to dive into, um, but they do offer a little bit more insight about some of the quotes that we just read. I'm not going to read them all because um, we are already in the rambly educational part of uh, the program. I would, love, I would love for you to tell me a little bit about the, um, about the, uh, 
the Chumbawamba's trip to Graceland, though. Yes. So that, that was one that I definitely <laughs> wanted to touch on. Um, so as we mentioned, the, the second quote was a quote from a website about Elvis, um, and that Elvis does have a reoccurring theme uh, throughout Chumbawamba. Uh, they did a cover of Heartbreak Hotel labeled Homeless Hotel with Jello Biafra. Uh, they did, uh, there's the line that deliver us from Elvis, and uh, I'm sure there are more, but um, they uh, visited Graceland when they toured America and Danbrook got banned from the premises. <laughs> um, so there is a, a note on this uh, from their live album show business called Chumbawamba Visits Graceland. Danbert was wearing his Elvis costume and wig, a sequined, huge-belted, high-collar jumpsuit with black fur fabric wig held onto his head by gaffer tape. Incensed at not being allowed to visit the actual toilet where the king died, he ran from the mansion through the gardens towards the front gates, issuing the shuttle buses which you were supposed to use. Suddenly, the grounds are filled with security guards chasing Danbert across the lawns. A blue-rinsed tourist shouts, Elvis has escaped, and cockloads of people whoop and cheer as Elvis is chased out of his home. The guards catch him and escort him from the premises. So... <laughs> Danbert was like the, the, the wild one of the band, it seems. The, 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 the Danbert and rascal. Alice were always starting yeah. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, let me take a look here. Um, the... I also I, I, I want to talk about um, another piece of context that our anonymous Chumbawamba fan provided that um, Do it up. is about that last quote uh, and saying the Criminal Justice Bill of 1994 in the UK criminalized rave music, which is absolutely wild to me. Um, they say that as far as they know, it's the first time a specific, like, kind of music was named in a criminal legislation, um, which is just so wild. And the definition um, of rave music in this bill is music includes sounds wholly or predominantly characterized by the emission of a succession of repetitive beats. <laughs> which is just... <laughs> Which is just so vague and like just sounds like what like an alien would think like would describe human music as, you yeah. know. <laughs> I mean uh, these people are aliens. These are lizard people well, trying to True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of good information in here. We really appreciate um you sending it along, our anonymous Chumbawamba friend. Yeah. And uh as always, we appreciate anyone who has anything to share with us, uh either via email or, or Twitter. We'll provide those at the end of the show. But I just I just want to take this moment to say that uh we love you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's really yeah. it's really nice. Every time every time I log into the Chumbology email and see uh see a message that isn't just our podcast host telling us your podcast has been uploaded or someone trying to like sell us like their podcasting like metrics scam like yeah. it warms my heart yeah it's like it's like having a cool older sibling that like tells us all the stuff that we missed out on yeah um the the last bit from that i do want to uh just perpetuate more they they did write in stuff for most of these but a lot of it i don't feel like really provides context that necessarily um makes it like a wow moment but uh the Derek jammin uh who was the person uh from the third quote is a director author aids activist and uh the subject of a later chumbawama song a song for yes. Derek jarman um and then he was also declared a saint by the sisters of perpetual indulgence who are the nuns slash charity slash drag show that was featured in the uh homophobia music video yes so, uh, <laughs> another leg in that extended chumbawamba universe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta gotta find the uh gotta find the the links. Yeah. 
between all of the different faces on the on the bulletin board. Yeah, right? we're, we're world building here. That's another another string tying this uh, this mob together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. Uh, you you want to talk about the lyrics here, Dan? What what yeah, little there are? <laughs> let's jump into the lyrics of this piece of literature known as as Outsider by yeah. Chumbawamba. Are you ready? Absolutely. I'm just gonna read them. <laughs> Outsider. You see me, you hear me. There are millions who think just like me. That's it. <laughs> you missed the there's I'm not alone. You're oh, not you're alone. Right. Oh, you know what? I'm not I missed alone. that. You're not alone. I missed that because when you when you fucking Google Chumbawamba outsider lyrics, it has the four line the, the three lines I just read, and then it's followed by the entirety of the lyrics for the song Creepy Crawling. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just mash them all together. Uh, you know, it's all one song, it's fine. What is an album if not just a long song? Yeah, wow. <laughs> oh, wow, think about yeah, it. That That's what uh what Sleep uh, thought when they sat down and wrote Dope Smoker. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So there there are two samples in this song. The beginning one is um from a what sounds like a news broadcast where it's uh, someone going for over half a million young people every weekend a good night out means breaking the law, which yeah. is in reference I assume to the criminalization of rave music, but could yeah. also be in reference to any number of things that young people like to do that are is illegal. And um yeah. I just have to say <laughs> hell yeah it does. Breaking the law is fun. <laughs> Fuck rules like <laughs> <laughs> Everything feels just like a little better when it's illegal to do. Like, yeah. Like that's why smoking weed isn't cool anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Um yeah, I actually really love that that entire like opening part um with just like that that voice saying that. Yeah. Um and like the the way the music is, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um And then uh the the other sample Yes. Um, is at the end from the movie Raining Stones. Yep. You wanna? You wanna? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Raining Stones is a a 1993 like comedy that was like a um. Okay, what is it? The Keynes Festival, which is like the yeah. like the British version of Sundance, and it's, yeah, I have no idea why they took this out of uh this quote out it took me forever to fucking find this because i can't understand a goddamn thing they're saying in it i literally was able to identify like five words and googled that in chumbawamba and found a reddit thread of someone being like what the fuck is this from and someone found it and sent uh, a link to the youtube video of the quote and it's just like okay thank you thank you other anonymous chumbawamba users out there for helping us yeah but um the movie is it tells the story of a man who cannot afford to buy his daughter a first communion dress and makes disastrous choices in trying to raise the money. Cool. Thanks, Chumbawamba. You know, here's here's something that's really funny. Um the the phrase raining stones is in another Chumbawamba song. I believe it's on in Small Town. <laughs> and so like That's fair. Small so, like, Small Town is like the sister song to this one. Yeah, I, I yeah, like, I think they're, they're thematically similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess maybe it's a call forward to the to another yeah. song on the album. I don't fucking know. That's funny. Yeah, and um, so when yeah, 
when like I, I saw like oh shit this is a quote from a movie after i had read the uh the info from our anonymous timber lumber users i was like oh shit it's gonna be from Derek jarman like that's gonna yeah. be like the thing that ties it nope. together nope, nope it's from <laughs> ken loach who has not made a single thing i've ever heard of and then yeah. uh i looked up like a bunch of the actors who are in this and literally none of them are in anything i've ever heard of it seems like it's yeah, yeah, almost yeah. entirely like weird british like sitcoms and shit like that so it's just it's just chumbawamba doing chumbawamba yep, things just, exactly so big big I'm also, energy i'm also really glad teddy that you said that you d- that you don't couldn't understand like any of what they were saying in that quote because i have for my, my entire life since first listening to this album not understood a word of that <laughs> sample at the end of this song and i've always been like what what yeah. is <laughs> what the fuck is happening the only thing that i know is that they cuss in it because they beep out all the cuss yeah. words <laughs> um i also just want to real quick say that so no one fucking emails us or tweets at us we know uh, the the, the cans festival or cons festival is french not british i don't care just, they're the same people I, I don't they're they are all the same but you know they don't think that yeah. and we have we have british listeners so yeah. all right so i'm literally clicking we have to through, humor them i'm clicking through the wikipedia page for every single person and every in the cast of this movie and i do not yeah. recognize a single thing that any one of them has been in great the the leading actor bruce jones Better known as Bruce Jones, is an English actor. He is best known for his role as taxi driver Les Battersby in Coronation Street. He left the role in 2007. What the <laughs> fuck is that? This all sounds like it British sounds, bullshit. Yeah, it sounds, it's, fine. it's all made up British bullshit. Yeah, it's all made up. And that's fine, because when they hear when they hear all of our stuff, um, like, you know, talk about like our fucking actors and TV shows and shit, maybe they think the same thing about us. I don't know. Yeah. I have heard of the... Um, I have heard of the uh, one actor in this film, Ricky Tomlinson, because he is name dropped in another Chumbawamba song. Okay, <laughs> now that you said that out loud, it does make sense. Yeah. All right, yeah. one last bit of this insane British thing. So Bruce Jones, the guy that I was just talking about, yes. um, on the morning of the 9th of October, 1977, Jones discovered the mutilated body of 20-year-old Gene Jordan on an allotment in Charlton, Manchester, a victim of the Yorkshire Ripper Peach Sutcliffe. Despite being what innocent, Jones was treated as a suspect and lost his first wife and children as a result. <laughs> what the fuck? It's written for you. You know, you're just oh like an actor God. and maybe uh, a serial killer, and then you lose your wife and kids, you know? That's absolutely bonkers. I. Yeah, and uh, the serial killer that killed all those people just died of COVID. <laughs> I think. I, um. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> That's. Yeah, there's there's a lot of information for you. That's just, a lot. That's that's a yeah. lot of information right there. That I just yeah. fucking don't know how to process in yeah. in real time while recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah. Thank you for that, Teddy. You did you did a good you did some good <laughs> research for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that says more about the song than than anything anything else, right? That it's yeah, just, yeah. it just yeah. It, I mean, everyone's you read, a freak, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you read all the lyrics out loud. There's not yeah. a whole lot to it. I mean, it's a song about being a weirdo. It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's a fun one to bop along to, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll admit when I was a kid, when I was an angsty like young 
young preteen or teen i i i found some comfort in this song i was like okay they're singing about how it's cool to be a freak and like you know it's okay if you're feeling weird and like i was like okay um i feel that like thanks thanks guys (laughs) i i I feel it now because it's one of those things where like when you're like a teenager everyone thinks they're a freak you could be like the most normal person alive and you're like oh true i'm an outsider like no one understands me i wear like the thing that everyone else wears and listen to all the music that everyone else listens to but i'm different but when you're like a grown adult and you realize like yeah i actually am like a fucking freak like i'm like a weird like 28 year old who does a chumbawamba podcast that's when it's like all right that's when i need to hear chumbawamba singing these songs to me yeah (laughs) thank you chumbawamba validating my life decisions yeah. yeah. So you want to you want to then hop over to uh, talking about the music. Yeah, let's let's talk about the music. Let's talk about um, some music. Right. Um, this song's got some big Chumbawamba yeah. energy in it. Not like... just not just in the obscure <laughs> references to British comedy movies no one's ever heard of, but also in the actual song construction. Huh. All right. Like I was like losing my mind like taking these notes because it's like one of those things where I'm like most of the time when I listen to the song, it was in the album and it doesn't yeah. really feel as weird when you're listening to it as an album, but yeah. there is a minute long dub intro to this track yep. and then another minute long intro to the actual song. Oh, I love it. It's, it's like peak Chumbawamba energy to have like your song start two minutes in and then be like a minute and a half long before your outro and then 35 second movie sample. Like, yep. <laughs> It's like it's, it's like it's like it's like a play. There's acts to this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's actually a really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got little episodes yeah. in it. <laughs> I love it, and especially I, for a I, song where like yeah. we talked and like there were like there's nine words to this. It's like there are probably more <laughs> musical yeah. like changes in this song than there are words. Like, yeah. Uh. I I think it's great. I don't know what it is. Something about this song has always like has always really appealed to me because it like. You know, it begins with that sample about like uh uh going out and breaking the yeah. law, right? Like and 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 it just feels like this song like from the dub intro yep. through like <laughs> like the the heavy dance beat throughout just feels like like it feels like going out, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it yeah, feels like nighttime. I know yep. that's a really like hoity toity thing to say, but <laughs> it's, got, it's got that horn like that. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm grooving. It's kind of yeah. disco y at points. Like it does get disco y, doesn't it? That's what I was thinking. I was like, I, I wrote down infomercial in like the notes, yeah. but thinking back on it, it's like, I just think that because there are a lot of like disco infomercials when we were kids in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those uh, by Saturday Night Fever uh advertisements but yeah yeah absolutely like I, it, yeah I, like you could like throw a dart at like this song and <laughs> it, like you would hit like a different genre or like sound depending right. on where you threw it like right yeah so it starts like you said a little dubby right yeah. and then i think there are like, some wubs the... there are serious wubs on this song yeah there are some wubs in there um there's like like then it then it gets into something that's like feels more like a straightforward like ravey dance beat right and then you're right once those horns come in and the beat behind it changes a little bit it feels a little disco and i was like this is cool just like all of these different like dance genres being thrown together like this yeah it's (laughs) i love it i I love it too it's 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 a bop 
as like an individual song, it's insane because it's never something yeah. that you could be like, hey, listen to my favorite Chumbawamba song. And you put on it and it's like a minute of dub and they're like, right. was that it? And you're like, nope, just no, wait. No. And then there's like a minute build up and they're like, was that it? And you're like, nope, just wait. And then there's like a minute and a half of disco and they're like, you're like, was that it? And it's like, nope, just wait. And then there's like like a, a sample from a British movie with like machine guns and like bleeps over it. And you're like, there we go. Like that, that was like the song. like a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is a very strange yeah. song, and I've never thought about how strange it is exactly. before. But because yeah. like, when you're listening to the album, it just kind of flows. Because like mm-hmm. realistically, if Chumbawamba was not Chumbawamba, the dub song would have been like an interlude labeled like sure, like yeah, uh, uh something like like uh I don't know like something something yeah. about like disco being illegal or dance being illegal, yeah. and then they would have had outsider, and then the sample would have been maybe not there because it's they're not a metalcore band but yeah <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I do think it like in in a weird way though it does all go together you know like like it doesn't feel jarring to me yeah. i do feel like it all kind of like feels like 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 it works together you know i don't i don't know how else to put it the dub part but, is a little jarring yeah it reminds me of I feel like I mentioned it on the show, but when I was in high school, I was in like a metalcore band, and we yeah. used to open our set with a dubstep song. But it wasn't a dubstep song that we wrote. We would just play a dubstep song as we like set up and then go into a breakdown from there. And That's it kind of funny. it kind of has that same energy where it's just like <laughs> here's another song, then our song plays. Like yeah, this would probably be a very bad like song to show somebody yeah. who's never heard Chumbawamba <laughs> before like like someone comes up to me and is like hey Dan why do you love that Chumbawamba band so much and I go I have just the song for you yeah. it's called Outsider <laughs> <laughs> I will say that something important about this song for me personally is the fact that I'm pretty sure like 99% sure this was the first like dance song I ever listened to in my life that's fair yeah I, I came to this album a little later so I don't know if it's the first but it's definitely like an early example of like dub and probably the first time a lot of americans would have heard it like, yeah 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 yeah. unless you were like yeah. a weird dance freak in the 90s which sure yeah who's among <laughs> us yeah yeah not me i yeah. was a i was a blink 182 kid yeah. <laughs> we spent the entire last episode talking about jars of clay so <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's what we were listening to <laughs> We can't even try I was somehow front. listening to like Jars of Clay and Lincoln Park and the Mighty Mighty Boston's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and also somehow Chumbawamba. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 Variety is the spice of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I maintain that to this day. Yeah. And <laughs> Speaking Chumbaw- of variety. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take it over to Chumbawamba yeah, versus the people? Absolutely. Because we have some fucking variety in this yep. segment this week. Oh boy, so, do, we, do we have it for you? Oh, do we have some variety? I was not expecting this song to yield so many different results, but I kind of get it. Like, I'm actually not surprised in retrospect, because it is, like we talked about, I feel like it's a song with some, like really like potent message messaging for people who like just hear it and are like oh yeah it's a song about being a freak like yeah you know so i am really happy that that this song has four different youtube videos that we can talk about do you want to start with just the normal album upload real quick let's start there and go yeah get to get uh exceedingly more insane yeah so this was uploaded by a youtube user beautiful um in june of 20 2008 2008 2008 i know how to talk like a human and there's a lot of people who 
uh, who are talking in, in these comments about like, oh yeah, this song's great. It's underrated. Like there should be more people listening to this. Yeah. To this, um, I want to talk about a different kind of comment that from Crazy Kitty Cat one hundred ten <laughs> years ago, who wrote, "LOL, when my sister and brother were kids, they thought it was out spider." <laughs> So funny hearing two. <laughs> that did something for you. That's huh? good. Out spider. Out spider. So uh. funny hearing two little kids singing along but getting the lyrics all wrong. This was my sister's favorite off the album. That's actually really cute. Yeah. <laughs> Also, really fucking funny that because because of how few lyrics there are in the song, that they got them fucking wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, especially the amount of times they say it. It's not like I misheard yeah. this one line. It's just like, nope, the yeah. thing that they say nine times, and the thing that is the name of the song. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, um, to, to be to be fair, who who among us did not have? At least that one song when they were when they were kids that they just completely misunderstood. Yeah, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> I, I have a comment here from Nikki TM nine years ago who just says this song is in my English book. Dot dot dot. Damn. <laughs> I wonder if they mean someone wrote it in there or if it's like cited in the English book yeah, for some reason. <laughs> could not tell you. I really like this comment again ten years ago from Evan L who wrote, You are all just like me. You grew up with Chumbawamba. It opened doors to new worlds of music. You forgot about them and regret it so. I'm not alone. <laughs> Damn, Evan. Yeah. I grew up with Chumbawamba, but I never forgot, man. <laughs> all right, all I, have, right. I have one more on this video before yeah. we take a, take a jump over to our next yeah. victim. And this is from Naya Eileen three years ago, who says... I used to play Tomb Raider 2 while listening to this album. Running around killing samurai in the floating islands. So Yeah. Hell yeah. Very good image there. Just being like, yeah. Tomb Raider, Chumbawamba, got some Mountain Dew. Ready to go. Hell yeah. I've actually never played a Tomb Raider game in my life, but don't tell anyone. That's okay. You can you can pretend you have for the yeah. sake of our podcast. That's <laughs> for, fine. For the sake of the bit. Yeah. <laughs> I really love just how many different comments there are on this goddamn. Yeah. Uh, it's popular. Uh, this this song's got like 150,000 yeah. views on it, which yeah. is pretty high for a non Tub Thumper yeah. uh, Chumbawamba yeah. song. For, and for one that was never released as a single. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next up, we've got um, Chumbawamba playing Outsider at Rock Palast in Essen, um, where uh, it's an arrangement that's similar to the album version but it's much shorter and it starts just with the um starts just with the actual like dance rave section of the song um and if i remember correctly in this same concert they used the outro with the movie sample as the intro to a completely different song in the set so they, they also... kind of cho they kind of chopped it up and used it in different ways um in at this concert but 
Yeah. They also use slightly different lyrics here. They say yes. um, the power of words instead of I'm not alone, which is really funny, which leads me to my first comment, which is from Jesse Turner seven years ago, who says, I love this song, but they did kind of screw it up. It's supposed to be you're not alone, not power of words. <laughs> they wrote the song. They can play whatever they fucking want. It's not like you're watching a cover and you're like, well, they got the words wrong. Like. <laughs> I love the wording of this of this comment because it makes it sound like they, they think that Chumbawamba just um, yeah. did that by accident. Like it wasn't a decision. Oh, like, fuck. Like, we all <laughs> harmonized on the wrong fucking words. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Mr. Volcano replied to that saying, No, mate, it's remix. Let's all respect the artist's inspiration and enjoy. I just love it because of that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, um, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty, pretty good live cut, you know? Yeah. Other, it's, other than the fact good. that it's it's got Dan Burton Alice yeah. uh, yelling through megaphones, which is always fun. Yeah, got got some got some weird percussion in there. Yeah, always got to get that weird percussion in. Yeah, yeah. Um, there there's one comment here that I do want to look at from Steph Burton eight years ago, who just says, "Is it just me, or are they really hot? All of them." And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've apparently liked this comment. <laughs> I've apparently been on this YouTube video sometime in the past and liked that exact comment. I don't blame um, you. I guess I agree with Steph Burton. They are all attractive people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So it's it, 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 not 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 much other gold here in uh in this live video, but it is uploaded by the YouTube user Huppleplop one eight four eight, who has uploaded a lot of the other live videos we have talked about so thank you hubble plop yes thank you for your service (laughs) braver than any marine um i really think that now we're gonna jump right in yep to the meat and potatoes of this segment which one do you want to look at first let's go let's go with the first one in the document first okay so please tell us about it ted we have an I guess it's not an AMV, whatever the the live action equivalent of an AMV is, uh, based on an X-Men original movie trilogy music video to the song Outsiders by Chumbawamba. I made this video years ago. I tried to show how the X-Men struggle against persecution, yet find hope in family. I hope you enjoy. And that's what it is. It's the the X-Men and being persecuted to, to Outsider, and that's certainly something. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's I, 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 I just I, I don't know why we didn't like, I don't know why the first thing I do every week when we're looking for videos to talk about isn't uh, type type the name of the song and then the, and then AMV after it, you know, <laughs> like this is just so good. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's. There's some great comments in here. Uh, one from the other Roger ten years ago, <laughs> who wrote, "I enjoyed your interpretation immensely. Very de- well done, in my honest opinion. I've been a fan of Chumbawamba for a long time, and seeing this interpretation gives a new dimension to it." <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's there's one here from Grizzlebees three years ago who says, "So, I know it's been ten years." But could you care to do a new rendition for the TV show with the gifted? About half of the characters I'm based on characters from the actual Outsiders oh comic God. line. Like, <laughs> hey man, it's been ten years since you made this AMV. Mind making me another one? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, 
I, I won't uh, get into it, but like I think X Men might be like my least favorite comic series because everyone always likes to use it for an allegory for like people being oppressed, and when realistically, yeah. it's just nerds being dumb and shitty for the most part. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about X Men either. Me neither. And that's the thing. You know, it's, it's people yeah. be like, "This is an allegory for like queer oppression," and it's just like I don't care. Like it could yeah. be. It's not a good one. Like <laughs> it's it's fine if you think that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't um, care enough. If about Pierce it, ever listens to this episode, they'll be mad at me. But I don't yeah, give a shit. Right. Like, <laughs> I feel like Pierce is always a little mad at you. Yeah, that that's our relationship. <laughs> All right, uh, you know what I do give a shit about, though? This comment from Mezzo727, who wrote 11 years ago. Today, we heard it, it in English class. It's a fun song. And I just want to know why all of these people are hearing fucking Outsider in their English classes. Yeah. Is it, like, learning English or, like, teaching English? Either way, there's not a right. whole lot in this song that I'd be like, this is a good song to, like, teach right. anything. Or, like, or, or are these two commenters that we've come across just coincidentally <laughs> They're from the same class? Like, from the same <laughs> English class? And they never knew how much, like, they both loved, uh, both loved this uh this song and how much it affected them maybe maybe they'll, they'll rekindle their friendship because of this yeah they'll find each other yeah, on maybe. youtube comments they'll realize that they are uh they will realize that they are not alone <laughs> all right so i just i know we have a lot of to talk about we still have one maybe two more videos to, to get to but i did click on this person's uh profile and their entire channel is x-men related they have a previously on x-men segment which looks like about once a month they do a review of what is happening on x-men and they range yeah. in length from 58 minutes to three hours and six minutes long holy shit so if people anyone, love long youtube videos yeah i don't get it yeah. i don't i like you like I would probably rather have a bullet in my brain than watch a three-hour like explainer on what happened in the X-Men universe on YouTube. <laughs> that has that's fair. fifteen views. Who like fifteen? Like wow, we, we, that's wild. We have like a small audience for this podcast, a small but dedicated audience. Yeah. But like, if I was making three-hour-long YouTube videos and fifteen people were watching them after seven yeah. months, I'd probably be like, maybe there's a better use of my time. Maybe yeah, I right. could just have a conversation with my friend, not on the internet about X. Listen, maybe this person just loves making them so much, and they don't care about the views. You fucking capitalist. Which I, I mean, I guess do do your thing, bud, but. <laughs> i'm not saying that you should create art only for the purpose of it being consumed but at the same time i would not call a x-men recap youtube video art so i don't know maybe it is yeah. i mean who who am i to judge i'm yeah, me who are you to judge an asshole and i will judge <laughs> Oh man! On top of that, they also have yeah. a podcast. We should get them on our podcast and bully Great. them. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Teddy. Let's talk about this last video. Last one, maybe. I found one more that isn't super amazing, but I will. I will <laughs> glance at it slightly after this. Um, but okay. do you want to introduce this one then? Uh, I don't really know anything about this this property, but oh. it is an anime music video. Yeah. Um, and it does my favorite thing that anime music videos do, and it like uses clips of characters talking to make it look like they're singing. <laughs> That's like the best is when someone goes yeah. through and tries to like cut that. Yeah. That's like real effort. 
Yeah. So what is what is this anime that is in this music video? Do you know? Yes. So I actually this is one of like the first animes that I ever like fell in love with. Um, it's yeah. clips from Serial Experiments Lane, which is like an experimental anime from the nineties. I actually have the yeah. VHS collection of it. Um, and it's about it's kind of like I don't know. I it's hard to describe. It, it's about like how the internet like affects people but in yeah. almost like a twilight zony like black mirror kind of way my favorite episode that's the one cool. that sticks out to me the most is like there's this like drug that's kind of like speed that everyone starts taking but mm-hmm. it's actually like a nano machine that you take and everyone like takes it and just gets all fucked up because they got little robots inside of them yeah it's really fucking weird and i don't know why someone was just like you know it goes great with experimental like 90s anime chumbawamba yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad they did this is one of those you know things what? that like yeah. feels like it was made just for me that like my brain yeah. is like i'm dying in a coma and my brain is like misfiring and like trying to put together like familiar thoughts to me yeah so i appreciate that this person who uploaded this youtube user uncle milo who has 32 subscribers but this video has over six thousand views yeah. so fucking eat it x-men recap yeah uh uncle milo seems to reply to every comment um including mr birdman 1487 wrote nine years ago uh is this song about sex offenders (laughs) (laughs) and then uncle milo replied uncle milo replied no not sure where you even got that from this song is all about people who feel unconnected from the rest of the world who feel that they are invisible in the eyes of the world and who are unaware that a majority of people feel this way (laughs) so thank you uncle milo for setting the record straight (laughs) there's there's one here from uh nishtwitig 10 years ago who just says yes but click on vids where chumbawamba is performing live so (laughs) i assume that's in response to something but yeah I don't know what YouTube was That's really fine. a mess, especially when they like combined everything over into this new format when it however right. many years ago. Right, right before like replies started to be uh directly re- yeah. responding to, um yeah yeah I mean I, I I don't see any other like really um amazing comments in here, but they are all uh it's all it's kind of wholesome yeah. every time we end up in amv territory we well we end up with seeing some pretty wholesome comments yeah. which i'm very happy about because it's a lot of it's it's a nostalgia thing for the most part especially this mm-hmm. long end where everyone's just like oh my god i remember watching this when i was like 15 and yeah yeah i'm glad that uncle milo made such an impact on all these people's lives so thank you uncle yeah. milo now i want to watch braver than any marine yeah. yeah we appreciate your service <laughs> yeah all right the last video that I want to touch on will be quick. It's just that there is a live video of Chumbawamba for performing I Want More and Outsider at the ODJAZDY. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that 97 in Poland. Um, we have talked about this before because it's uploaded by the Skafest 77, who has mm-hmm. like a bunch of random Polish ska videos and then also like a few live Chumbawamba videos. There are no comments on this, but I just appreciate that there's this weird Polish upload of this song. Um, oh, it's yeah. not even like a live video it's like a live recording and then like pictures of the band yeah so. I've never seen this one that's cool yeah. I want more is one of Chumbawamba's more like obscure tracks so I'm like I've, I've never heard a live version of it before yeah just it's hanging cool. out in, in uh, somewhere in Poland doing that yeah I guess so <laughs> yeah. so thank you Skafest77 which we're gonna find out in 10 episodes as Elio's burner account uh, <laughs> Oof. All right. I feel like we've been on a journey this <laughs> yeah. episode. So let's a lot. 
we, we took some time off and now we came we came in swinging yeah let's wind things down here yeah. let's 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 do the weird british sample at the end of the episode um <laughs> teddy what are your final thoughts here on this song outsider it's it's a lot well, much much like yeah. this episode and the the multiple journeys we take this song is in itself a journey it's <laughs> a, a strange one it's kind yeah. of an odd thing to speak about out of the context of the entire album i feel like it flows a lot better when it's coming off of um one by one and flowing into uh creepy crawling yeah um, but it's good it, it's definitely it's definitely trumble one at, at their weirdest and also poppiest and also dumbest. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> how about you dan i i love this song i've loved it ever since i was a kid and like i think i've grown to love it more as an adult like it's it's honestly it's one of my favorite songs off of the album just i don't know there's something about it that has always done it for me and like thinking about how weirdly structured it is like today i'm like yeah this is a strange song but it all works so um i dig it i love listening to it i've never this song has never come on and made me go like oh i don't feel like listening to this you know what i mean which is kind of an accomplishment for like a five minute song that has all of these different like movements in it so um and so little like like lyrical content so yeah yeah, it does it for me this is a good one hell Yeah. yeah if you had to rate it dan what would you give it if i had to rate it oh gosh i would give it a Mr. Birdman, fourteen eighty-seven, out of a Hubble Plop, eighteen forty-eight. Nice. Mr. Birdman being the person who asked about, <laughs> uh, uh, is this song about sex offenders? <laughs> like I said, well, you know, Uncle Milo hit the nail on the head. How the fuck did you get that out of this song? <laughs> What about you, Teddy? What would you rate it? Um, I'm gonna give it uh, the Scoffa 77 out of Hubbleplop uh, 1848. So hell yeah! <laughs> it's up to the listeners to try and determine where Dan yeah. and I fall on that scale. Who is better? Yeah, is yeah. it uh, the Scoffest or I don't remember the name of the guy that you read or, because my brain is. Or a are we all are we all equals? Yeah. Well, yeah. Are we well, all outsiders? We're we're you're not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone. There are millions of us. <laughs> outsider outsider all right <laughs> all right teddy um, speaking of getting outside let's get outside of this bit yeah. and can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about leftism of the week yeah so um for this week's leftism um i want to talk about joe biden i mean i don't ever oh, really want to talk about joe biden but i'm going to talk about joe biden i don't want to talk yeah. about joe biden it is my burden to talk yeah. about joe biden um, so if you're online, you have probably noticed that there are a lot of bills that are being passed in different states or are trying to be passed in different states that are criminalizing different parts of like the LGBT community, yep. almost entirely focusing on like trans children, their rights to hormones or hormone blockers at a younger age, their right to play sports with the gender that they feel most comfortable with, and pretty much... All, all sorts of insane things. Like, I'm sure that if I went through and read every single law that's trying to be passed, it would drive me fucking insane. Because every time I see one, it, it's nuts. Like, it's like, oh, if you are a parent and you call your trans child by the name that they go by, uh, that's child abuse, is one law that I think is trying to get yeah. passed in Alabama. Or it could be interpreted like that, because all these laws are used to criminalize whoever they want, which we've talked about in the past, that laws usually are just a way for like the the poor to become further criminalized but anyway um so joe biden has made a big thing about how 
he wants uh, his exact quote was to all transgender Americans watching at home, especially the young people. You're so brave. I want you to know your president has your back. And it's like, great. Do something about it. Like one of one of the big things that they point to that Biden that's like Biden is an ally to like trans kids. Biden is an ally to the LGBT community. And the first in office, Biden issued an executive order enforcing the Supreme Court's June 2020 ruling that employment discrimination protections apply to LGBTQ people. The order extended those protections beyond employment to areas of life where sex discrimination is barred federally like sports. On that basis, many legal experts believe anti-transgender bills won't hold up against court challenges, which is great. Like on its face value. It's like, wonderful. I can't get fired for being gay. But in something like 37 out of the 50 states, they don't have to give a reason for firing you. My job, if you have at-will employment, which most states do, including like lefty Democrat states like New Jersey, like Pennsylvania, I'm not sure about New York, but you can just get fired for no reason. So if there's no difference between someone saying, I'm firing you because you're gay, or I'm firing you and I legally do not have to give a reason, there's no actual protection there. There's no actual protection for trans people. And... This is a series that we like something that we continue to see where liberals, specifically the Biden administration, will say things like this. They'll be like, we yeah. have your back. Like, the, don't worry, trans people. We have your back. And then fucking Charlotte Clymer will retweet it and be like, this is the president that I want to go kill brown people for. Like, thank you, sir. Yeah. And then nothing actually happens. Like, it's just a different facade on the same bullshit that keeps on happening. Pretty much, um, yes. And we see this happening. Joe Biden tweeted something like three days ago where it's like, healthcare is a human right. You're the goddamn president. If You're anyone can do anything about yeah. it, it's you. <laughs> Get off fucking Twitter. I know it's not actually you because you, you don't have the eyes to see a phone anymore. You're like fucking decaying on stage. But whatever <laughs> aid type that for you, it's like, like stop saying things and do them. Yeah. Like, like, I'd love to see anything that isn't just some open-handed, like, like gesture about like, I don't actually hate you. Like, I don't really care what happens to you, but like, I won't say mean things about you on television. Like the last guy did. And it, it's just so insanely frustrating to see people buy this like time and time again, that like, yeah. like to, to act like, yes, Biden, like he's like the gay icon I always wanted. It's like, he like, th- there's arguably no difference for most working class people and most working class, like LGBTQ or trans people under yeah. like Trump than there was Biden like not not really no yeah like (laughs) the the cultural effect of it might be a little less like i feel like yeah the whole liberal thing is that everyone like acts a little bit nicer to you in public but like as far as as i said like as far as like job protections like actual protections there's relatively no difference for for the large majority of people yeah Uh, and it's uh it's you know, there's those memes that go around of, like, the, the plane that's dropping bombs, and it says Republicans, and then the plane that's dropping bombs that has a rainbow flag on it and a Black Lives Matter decal and all yeah. that stuff that's dropping bombs, and it says Democrats. And it's like, it, it's a meme, but it's 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 true. It's, like, reflective of reality, right? Yeah. Like, that just, that is they, the way that Democrat, like, mainstream liberal Democrats, like, view marginalized people, like... They we just will... posted a photo. Yeah. I think it was the Navy that posted a photo. Oh and they're god, like, I saw first, that shit. First yeah. entirely gay bomber crew, and it's like I'm going to like become the Joker. Like that. Like <laughs> my my main takeaway of the the past whatever years that we've been existing is that there there's no salvation through the electoral system. Yeah. If you want to vote, that's fine. I'm not telling you don't vote. I'm saying that. Voting, much like Chumbawamba has pointed out, is the thing that you do once every however many days British people vote. 
the rest of the time you got to be doing something else and especially yeah. when it comes to shit like this where like are you actually making the world safer for your trans allies for your lgbtq allies for your black brown and, and other like race allies or are you like sitting at home doing nothing and then voting once a year and acting like you're superior because like yeah. realistically you could be like a communist you could read every fucking book that marx has written you could read like the fucking uh like everything london has done but if you're not doing anything with that knowledge with that organization and the only thing that you do politically is vote for whoever blue is on the ballot like you are literally just as politically effective as my liberal mom so do something that's that's my i'm tired of reading articles about like shit like this like just yeah and i I, it's one of those things where i know like do something is like a vague instruction but just something just find find something that you can do to make people's life better and Mm -hmm. try and do it and if everyone does that and we we work together then maybe one day i won't have to read articles where like joe biden pats himself on the back for being uh not like an active transphobe and for yeah, allowing yeah. Charlotte Clymer to go like kill brown people again, like yeah, yeah, yeah. God, she loves. She just loves yeah. the military. She just, <laughs> she just loves fucking murdering brown kids and being Jesus a woman. Christ. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's that's my Help. thing. Is like don't don't yeah. fall for any of this shit. Like yeah, just don't fall for it. Just yeah. continue to continue to. Uh, I I. The only thing I'll add to it is continue to be skeptical of anything any politician says, like, on the internet. Because the internet, like, Twitter and social media are are already, like, platforms that are so, like, shallow, right? Like, like even, even you know, the funny shit you see on Twitter that you and I, Teddy, primarily use it for, like, it, it, there's no real depth to it. And there never will be, and that's fine if you approach it that way. But if if you ever see something on Twitter that's like from a mainstream politician who says some broad sweeping statement, and you like think, "Wow, that's great, good for them, they're doing a great job," like just yeah. question it. Just be like, "No, that's uh, like all they've done is tweet, and realistically, yeah. all they've done is tell their team to tweet." Like, yep. so yeah. think about like what you can actually do out in the world. Yep. instead of just yeah. reading retweeting what joe biden says on twitter yep. you, you put it exactly how i would that it's just like it, it bugs me to no end when like politicians tweet things where it's just like healthcare should be a human right like trans lives are like are all lives or whatever and it's just like you're the ones in charge like you have <laughs> right. the, you are you are the one that should be doing yeah. something about this i'm the one that should be angrily tweeting about it but realistically right, right, i don't right. because tweeting is only good for like looking at pictures of garfield so <laughs> And reposting Chumbawamba memes, but like pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like I don't know. I, I'm so sick of seeing this facade of the Democratic Party be propped up and like congratulated for doing absolutely nothing. Like the yep. amount, it like I I had seen this article, this critique, which is coming from nineteenthnews.org, which is a um. Uh, an independent nonprofit news group that focuses on gender politics and uh, policy. Um, this is like the first piece that I found that was critical of Joe Biden about all this shit. When I was looking up information yeah. to do this bit, all of them were like, Joe Biden is literally like the gay messiah. Like, thank God for Joe Biden. He is literally Ugh. like out here fucking like saving lives. And it's just like, no, he's not like, I'm not saying like he shouldn't <laughs> be doing these things, but it's just like, you shouldn't be yeah. patting him on the back for it because that's just like what the most basic human being should do is not like make it illegal for people to get health care which 
be skeptical yeah. of everything any politician yeah. ever says. Pr- but protect- don't be skeptical of me yeah. when I say thank you for listening, <laughs> because I mean it. Yeah. And do you mean it, Teddy? You mean it, right? I know I'm always the one who, sa- who starts it, who says thanks for listening, but if you want to say it... I mean it most of and, the time, I, when yeah. I think it. I, I send Dan the, uh, the, the electronic signals with my brain to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd say probably like ninety percent of the time yeah. you're genuinely like, "Hey, thanks for listening." Other the t- other ten percent, you're like, "Damn, I wish it could be playing Fortnite right now." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am playing Fortnite right now. That's why it feels I sound so distracted. So I'm oh, so angry. Yeah. Is I, I'm actually not angry about Joe Biden. I'm angry because um, uh, I got I got downed in Tomato Town or whatever the that song is <laughs> says. <laughs> That's where like ninety percent of my knowledge of Fortnite comes from. Is uh, yeah, chunk, chunk yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well um let, let, let's wrap this up so you can get back to your yeah. pvping in, in fortnite <laughs> um again thank you for listening to chumbology a chumbawamba anthology podcast the music you heard in this episode was the song outsider by chumbawamba we do not have the rights but we're all freaks we're all weirdos yeah who really owns anything, man? Yeah, like, man. come on. <laughs> Talking about owning things, man. I'm just a weirdo with my long hair and my jeans, you know? And my sandals. And my sandals. <laughs> um, if you like uh, what we do and want to find more of us, you can find us on Twitter, at Chimbology Rocks. We really don't tweet yes. that often. I know that some people use their podcast accounts to be really annoying. I think ours is a pretty good follow. We won't bug you that much. Um, yeah. You can find our website, which is Chimbology.rocks. It has links to all of our past episodes. It has links to our Twitter, our email, things like that. You can send us an email at ChimbologyPod at gmail.com if you want to say nice things about us, if you want to critique us, if you want to provide more information about Chimbalwamba than we will ever have the time to delve into. You can do it there. Um, if you like what we do so much that you're like, yes, I need more of Dan and Teddy rambling in my life, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash chumbology. You can pay us somewhere between 2 and $10 a month, and you will receive somewhere between... Or $420.69 $420 And you really receive somewhere in the realms of bonus episodes, care yeah. packages, every episode we've ever released on vinyl. So those are your <laughs> options. I forgot that we had that tier in there. That's really funny. Yeah, it's a good bit. <laughs> it's a good bit. We're, we're very funny people. So yeah, um, yeah. We, we just recorded an episode about, oh my God, I forgot. Uh, Antarctica, Antarctica Vespucci. Uh, Antarctica Vespucci. Antarctica Vespucci. Yeah. <laughs> one of, one of the, the B-tier Jeff Rosenstock projects. So if mm. you're like, what do they have? B-tier as far as popularity. Yeah, okay, okay. B- All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you're if you're curious as to our opinions on a uh, seven year old uh, EP mini album that they put out, you're in luck. Yeah. You can hear it for only two dollars. Or another way you can hear it is if you send money to any mutual aid organization. If you want to send money to anyone doing on the ground organizing in your area, and you send us an email with the receipts to that, we will send you any of our previous or future episodes for free. You just have to remind us about it because I will not remember to continuously send you episodes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that uh, I think that does it that, for that us. Wraps us up. Running um, a little long. That's because I, we have to make up for the week we skipped. We got to fill your yeah, ear yeah, holes. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah, amount of time, just less episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I do want to I do want to end things on a on a bit of a serious note by saying, um, if you did not see, Bill and Melinda Gates have decided that they are getting a divorce. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, 
I'm here for you, Teddy. If you need yeah. to process that, <laughs> uh, Melinda Gates. If you if you're single, I mean, uh, hit me hit me in the DMs. <laughs> Why is that the bit on Twitter right now? Why is know. everyone adding Melinda Gates like hitting on her? Because she's got like fucking like fifty billion dollars. That's fair. I'll fuck an old lady for fifty billion dollars. I'll fuck Bill Gates for fifty billion dollars, but I don't think he swings that way. That's but, fair. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, I felt kind of bad because I literally uh, posted something really mean about Bill Gates on Facebook, and then a minute later saw that he got divorced, and was like, I feel eh. like the slightest bit bad. But then I was like, Nah, this man is literally like a, a ghoul, uh, yeah. fucking Jeffrey Epstein flight log motherfucker. Yeah, he's fine. He'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, I'm sure him and <laughs> him and his billions of dollars and acres of farmlands and hordes of vaccines will will live to watch me die under yeah uh, late stage capitalism. So. So if you need if you need something if you need some kind of assurance in this very troubled time where Bill yeah. and Melinda Gates are splitting up, just remember you're not alone. Yeah. And Melinda <laughs> Gates, if you need a shoulder to cry on, DM me. <laughs> hey!